Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey, hey, friends, we're going to take a little bit of a meandering pathway here which will make a whole lot more sense when I tell you that this episode's going to be all about how to sell or market as a multi-passionate person. Multi-passionate, we're going to define that in just a moment, don't worry. But the idea here is when you have multiple interests and passions and you want to include them in your business because you don't really want to do one thing forever, it's okay. If you, like me, have found yourself in a few different careers throughout your life, you may feel like this is a flaw or a failure, and you might even feel like you're not ever truly an expert in any one thing. But I want to offer you another perspective. You're well-rounded. That said, we're going to cover in here how to pull your various skills together. We're going to cover some examples of multi-passionate people who are killing it in the business world. And we're going to talk about bringing those passions together in marketing your services or your skills or offers. So with that said, let's talk here about how being well-rounded is actually a strength. For most service providers and coaches, this strength is huge. Just today, before filming this episode, I helped a single client, just one client, with content deliverables that included one adding a new measurable metric to her content ROI dashboard. And in this case, it was measuring the engagement and viewership of her LinkedIn lives. Two, creating quote graphics from a previous's live transcript. Three, the blog post that came from that transcript, I critiqued how it got put out for her VA, who's learning the process of moving the transcript into a really good blog piece. Four, I wrote call to actions for numerous blog posts and lives. Yes, that was all today in my workday, all before I planned out this podcast episode. So if you're counting right there, that was three distinct quote unquote jobs, as the world calls it. It was copywriting, analytics and data measurement, and graphic design. This is a regular occurrence for me. Does that make me a failure? Hardly. It makes me a really good resource as a marketer. Before we move into some nitty-gritty tangibles in this episode, let's define what a multi-passionate is exactly. Emily Wapnick's TED Talk called them multi-potentialites. And I love how that kind of goes in. Potential, right? We all have a lot of potential. She says they're people who have a range of interests and jobs over one lifetime. A woman by the name of Kingdom Niche, I'm hoping I pronounced that correctly, said that multi-talented, multi-potentiality, scanner, polymath, renaissance person, and generalist are all related terms. And I love that she included renaissance person in there. If you think back to da Vinci, he's known as both an artist and an inventor, and it's a great visual of the different interests a person can reasonably have. And I say reasonably because we are multifaceted people. It's kind of weird to expect that someone's only going to do one thing forever, especially when we spend so much of our life working, it should include the things that we like to do. You were not meant to do one thing is the theme running through any commentary about multi-passionate people. And in general, online, running around the interwebs, I often see people say that they're hemmed in by niching down. And I believe this is why the multi-passionate title has grown so rapidly these last few years. Niching feels to a lot of people like a box. And most entrepreneurs 
started doing their thing because they don't want to live in somebody else's box, right? So let's talk a little bit about how to pull your various skills together. And here I'm going to pull that excerpt from that older podcast episode I mentioned earlier. It is episode number 156 if anyone wants to hop across and listen to the whole thing, but I'm going to quote it here. And this right here, for the record, if you're a multi-passionate, is really important. I've met so many multi-passionate people who think, well, I have to just choose one because everyone's telling me to niche. No, you don't have to choose one skill. You have to choose one way of working with your clients and quite possibly one very specific kind of client who needs that variety in skill sets. That is how you build a business built on many passions and many skills and theoretically disparate elements and bring it all together in a way that really makes sense so that your personality, your core values, and your experience come together and flesh out, build out that really complete brand, that personal brand you're building online to sell your products and your services and whatever it is that you are offering. All right. So first, what lights you up? That was a lot of information in that short clip. So the key I want to start here with is what lights you up? Now, a little bit of a personal story here. I spent over a decade professionally photographing weddings and designing wedding albums. And yes, even then I ran two businesses. Tells you a lot about me, right? My skills were visual in nature, but I realized quickly that other photographers weren't very good at layout design, or at least not all of them. And I offered it to them as a service. As a bonus to me, it was often work that was done in the wedding off season, so I had better cash flow throughout the year. Even then though, you have to understand, I started off as a microbiology and genetics major. Not super creative, not super visual, right? I always had that analytical side to me. So when it was time for me to move on from photography, I did first move into branding photos as it was a very easy transition, but I quickly realized brand photos were simply one element of content planning and many of my clients would tell me how much they loved their photos, but they didn't know what to do with them. And I started offering some light social media training. Eight years later, here we are. There's been a lot of ads. There's been a lot of detractments. But tying it all together came naturally to me given my different skill sets. So after you decide what lights you up, or after I should say you acknowledge what lights you up, it is time to tie it into your core values. It may seem odd that I went from wedding photography to analytics and metrics on top of content planning, but it does bring all my loves together. If you know anything about me, I want everything in my life to have meaning. If I'm going to put two hours into a meal, and yes, I do that reasonably often, you better believe there's a good reason and it's not simply a whim behind it. If I'm going to devote several hours a week to homeschooling my 11-year-old, there's a reason behind, you know, the, you know, old trope, having a flexible schedule that makes it happen. I don't do it just to have that flexibility. I promise you guys, there are real reasons I'm doing it. And if I name my chickens, I promise you, there's some deep meaning behind each. Feel free to ask me about it sometime. I do love my chicken naming fun. Content is the same. I want meaning. If I'm going to spend hours creating it for either me or my clients, it dang well better be working, you guys. My love for analytics and measurement came out of my search for easier ways to ensure that all that time I invested in creating was time well spent. You know, that whole money is a renewable resource, but time isn't thing. I believe that deeply. So now that we've tied it into my core values or your core values, let's talk about adding in your personality. 
I'm a great consultant. I'm an architect. I'm a challenger. I'm really good at designing plans. And it's why I've designed my services around consulting. As a bonus, the disparate skills I've mentioned are a great setup for a service as a product kind of package. Both the content ROI dashboard as a standalone product in which my sales page, by the way, actually says just the facts, ma'am, and my full done for you content planning service visibility accelerator are perfect examples of services as a product. So for some examples of multi-passionates making business work, I'm sure you want something more than just my business, right? Let's go to some big names. How about uh, Steve Jobs, Richard Branson, Oprah, Steve Jobs, known best as the co-founder of Apple, balanced his love for technology with the simple beauty of aesthetic minimalism. He didn't just create a computer. He didn't just create many computers. He created a computer first, then later one that could fit into our hands. Obviously, there's been a lot of other products too, but this particular contrast and juxtaposition came to light when I was recently listening to Adam Grant's Think Again book. And he showcased the founder of the BlackBerry device, whose name I can't even remember, which tells you a lot, by the way. And hearing the stark contrast between him and Jobs, I see even more the Renaissance power of Steve Jobs. Steve thought beyond just that one thing. The BlackBerry guy actually said to his employees, why would someone want a computer in their hand? They just want a calling device. What a difference in thinking, right? So maybe you want some less lofty business people. Marie Forleo has brought this term to the forefront in some of her trainings, and as a result, many of her followers have also opted into that term. There's a website called themultipassionate.com. Very little, right? It's run by a woman named Hannah. I'm not actually sure what her last name is, but her website lists VA and Notion services. And while I don't know her personally, I can easily see how she started her digital nomad life as a VA and quickly realized the power of Notion to organize her and her various clients' situations. And she started offering it as a service, both out of need and her interests. How cool is that? It's like the perfect example of everything that we've been talking about right here. So content marketing, by the way, you guys, it's my strength, but it has a lot of unique offers for multi-passionates. It helps you bring your passions together in content. To put it bluntly, we don't have to exist on one plane and therefore our marketing doesn't have to either. I glommed onto Instagram very early and as a visual person, I will admit, I loved it. And it's also probably really hard to be only a writer. And I don't mean that to denigrate writers. I love writing. But if you're a writer and you're not a visual person, it's probably harder to be on that platform right now, especially given what's going on over there, if you don't have visuals from a team that can help you. But after attending CEX last spring and hearing about Miss Excel killing it on TikTok, I might have a different opinion now. I can't help but think that there's a way to market anything on any platform if Excel and TikTok are working out because Excel is quite possibly one of the drier topics I can imagine in this moment. I know I happen to love spreadsheets, but most people don't. And if that's working on TikTok, the most visual and energetic of platforms, uh, you know, that's good news for us all because that is a platform known for short retention spans and dry content is probably not usually going to work there. So there are ways to market your services, multi-passionate or not, on any of the platforms, whichever one you choose as your primary platform, you can make it work. You just have to look for some inspiration around you. So what are some action steps that you can take right now? 
if your business or services feel like they're missing something, how can you add that in? That's my first question. You can use my business. You can use the other's example that I've listed here as inspiration. Two, what auxiliary pieces are your services missing right now? For example, I include graphic templates as a part of my full done-for-you content services. It's a skill that I have, so I can easily include it. But if you don't have that skill, how can you outsource these little extras for your clients if it's not in your skill set right now? Those auxiliary pieces help you compete with the other multi-passionates out there and provide a really well-rounded service. Three, how can you use your various skills to market even if they're not included in your services? For that, I would give the example of marketing, right? You might not love TikTok, but if your people are on TikTok, how can you use your current skills, even if they aren't things that you sell, to market the things that you do want to sell? That's another great way for you to bring your interests into the fray, even if they're not part of your actual billable services. So those are three action steps you can take. If you find yourself definitely feeling like a multi-passionate personality or type of person, these are things that you should probably be thinking about. And even if you don't feel like you're one of these kinds of people, how can you take inspiration from those who are? How can you look at Da Vinci or Steve Jobs or Oprah, who I never even got to examples for? How can you look at all of these people and say, they brought these very different seeming interests together, and how can I do the same thing so that I can compete on a whole different playing field than those around me? With that said, I will see you guys next week. All right, friends, you know the drill. If you found value from this episode, there are two things you can do to thank me. The first is share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something from it, odds are you know somebody who needs to hear this message. I do truly believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. And if you help that friend with something that they need to do, we're going to have less crappy marketers out there, which means less scams, and we get to help more people in those ways that we uniquely are meant to help them. The second thing you can do is leave a rating on whichever podcast app you are listening to the show on right now. Doing that helps me reach more people, getting, again, this same great information out there, and we all make a better, happier, effective, and ethical world as a result. Thanks so much. See you next week.